0: Thank you for tuning into to Sogecast. We hope you enjoy this uninterrupted listening experience. But before that, please do listen to these messages that come from those that support your favorite show.
1: Raj Nayak's talk show, Fridays Live, features high-profile guests from various walks of life who engage
2: in a free-flowing and inspiring chat with him. Welcome to Friday's Live with me, Raj Nayak. My guest today needs no introduction. He's the Sultan of music. He's a singer, a concert pianist, probably the fastest pianist in the world. He's an actor, a TV host, a songwriter. I mean, he's done everything. He's also a barrister at law. Let me introduce you to my friend, dear friend, the Maestro of Music, Adnan Sami.
0: Hello, how are you?
2: I'm fine, Adnan. Uh, You come from a very illustrious family. So, let's start with your grandparents.
0: Okay, okay, yeah.
2: So, tell me about them and your memories about them.
0: Okay, so, um, yeah, I originally, um, uh, I mean, I have my heritage uh, from uh, Afghanistan. And um, uh, my my grandparents... um, From my mother's, uh, my father's side, uh, from basically from Herat and uh, Afghanistan, and um, then um, uh, my my grandfather was uh, uh, was governor uh, to um, four provinces uh, in in Afghanistan, and um, was also I mean he was also related to the king. He was the King um, Manuharai's first cousin. So when the revolution took place, um, the family was uh, shifted to Peshawar, which is now in Pakistan. At that time, it was British India, and um, uh, he got assassinated in the process in the, in the revolution. And um, so um, the family shifted to Peshawar, and um, then you know uh, Peshawar, the on became part of Pakistan. And um, so you know uh, I have some. I, I I don't really have that uh, strong memories because I was very very uh, I was very little, um, but um, but nevertheless, um, you know, uh, my um, my family, my my mother's side, um, uh, my mother's side, uh, my my nana is uh, originally from Targoda and um, and um, you know she has a lot of family that also comes from Jammu and. Uh, and so you know, um, it's a it's a very interesting um, across South Asian family. <laughs> uh, no, that's
2: very interesting. And you were born in uh, Pakistan. You were born in Lahore,
0: right? And no, I'm, no, actually, I was born in London. Oh, you're um, born in okay. yeah, so. yeah, and uh, so um, but a lot of people. have, I mean, it's been written. I know you that from because a lot of people uh, have written that it's i and never born in Lahore.
2: Uh, Adnan, first of all, I must tell you, you know, uh, in spite of not being well and having a bad throat uh, and to still come on because singers normally don't want their bad throat to be seen, right?
0: Should I tell you something very honestly, Raj? uh, You know, to be honest with you, i uh, I always feel very very um i cringe when I have to say that oh you know because it's such a thing it's such a singular thing to say you know you so know i always I always feel very embarrassed to say that to anyone because you know uh, normally what ends up happening is that somebody must be thinking you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, so you know, but yeah, I mean, I'm gonna, as you can probably tell, I'm a, I'm a little, uh, yeah, um, you know, I'm a little nasal, but you know, I mean, it is what it is, you know. I mean, at the end of the day, when you, I mean, these are things that are part and parcel of life. You know?
2: Now, that's but, that's that's really sweet of you, my friend, and uh, thank you so much. Uh, so, tell, tell me a bit about your childhood.
0: <laughs> Well, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, my father, my father was briefly in the Air Force. Right. And uh, but I never I never saw that uh, side of him because by the time I was born, he had already retired from the Air Force and he joined uh, the, the Foreign Service and he had become a diplomat. So um, my childhood, I mean, he was ambassador to 14 countries. So we, we ended up Spending all our life, uh, uh, I I always, you know, in different parts of the world. I always call it a very, very sophisticated form of being a gypsy, (laughs) because, because you know, you're you're in one place for not more than three and a half to four years, and then just as you begin to sort of get into the thing. You pack your bags and you leave, you know, and you go to the next place wherever, you know, your, your father has posted. Um, when I became, when I, when I turned around, so we, you know, we lived in Portugal, we lived in Norway, Sweden, uh, Iceland, UAE, um, uh, uh, you know, Spain, uh, Denmark. Uh, uh and so we, we went to all kinds of places, you know, so it, it was it was England, then my father decided that you know you know I mean up to a certain age, it was okay to uh, be in um, you know going around with the family, but then uh, you know there's, there's a requirement of a certain amount of stability. So um, uh, then um, he sent me off to Buringhood. And I went, to, um, I went to a school called rugby, a rugby school in England, in, uh, which is based in New Yorkshire. In fact, you know, the game rugby was invented in my school and it was named after my school. Wow. So, uh, yeah, so there's, there's this whole, you know, uh, there's this cone that is there that says that this is the holy ground where um, uh, while playing soccer... Um, William Webellis picked up the ball in his hand and started to run with it, which then later on created the foundation of the rugby game, etc. So uh, every year you would have all kinds of you know international um, uh, famous rugby uh, teams, including the All Blacks and so on, and so forth, who would come every year, literally to pay homage to that sacred ground and they would just come there to just practice uh, Have a practice session just to sort of play rugby on that ground. So, you know, rugby was a very important part of the, the, the school and um, so we um, You know, it was it was one of the most beautiful moments of my life, you know I mean boarding school was, was incredible and look at the irony. I mean there were at that time we had 12 boarding houses and um, you know, I mean, you, because there was nobody, uh, I mean, my father had not gone to that school before because usually what happens is if, if a parent has gone to a particular boarding house they would usually put the, the son in that same boarding house, you know. But there was no preference uh, in my situation because my father had not uh, gone to that particular school so it was by, by chance that I went to the only boarding house where there happened to be a piano. You know? wow. And there was a piano in the dining room um, and uh, you know, so um, I was very lucky because you know, that really helped me In, in, uh, in whenever I had spare time I would play the piano and uh, practice, you know, so that was, I mean, that's why today I, I always say that I don't believe in coincidences, this cannot be a coincidence, you know, I mean, there are too many such things that have happened in my life which I said, nah, it can't be coincidence, I mean, you know. <laughs> But yeah, it was a, it was it was a great moment of my life. So you know, I I had a really interesting childhood um, growing up in, in different parts of the world, uh, boarding school life that helped me a lot to you know uh, get up on my feet and become independent. So it was it was it was a beautiful childhood, I must say. Do
2: you play rugby?
0: Yeah, I mean, I used to play. I mean, rugby was like a uh, like a national sport in the school. I mean, there was no way. That you would not play rugby. It was a, it was almost like a compulsory subject, you know. So you, I used to play a lot of rugby when I was at school. Um, in fact, I wasn't. Um, I was very sporty, actually, you know. Uh, surprisingly, uh, the weight that happened to me thereafter was much later. But I was a I was a very sporty person. I mean, I used to play rugby. I was in the rugby team. I was captain of my squash team. I used to, uh, I used to, um, I used to do horseback uh, riding. I used to, do, I used to play polo. I used to um, do tent pegging, and uh, so I was, I was a very uh, sporty person, you know. Um, and uh, I think I was so sporty that maybe you know, uh, perhaps later on when I, when I sort of got so involved with my work and everything in sports, the intake was as much. But the outtake was not that much. So, it just sort of piled off before I used to just burn it out, you know. Um, yeah. uh, but, um, but this was, yeah. So, this, uh, yeah, rugby was definitely a, a, a very uh, important uh, sport in the, in the school.
2: Uh, what are the sports that you follow now?
0: Um, well, um, I, I, I definitely follow Cricket. Um, uh, and I still follow rugby. Um, uh, I'm not following squash. I, there was a time when I used to follow squash a lot, but I'm not following it much now. Um, and um, yeah, I think that that's about it. And ever since I've married my uh, my wife, who's from Germany, I've got into soccer as well. So you know, I would not no. Although England is uh, very much uh, a a soccer uh, nation but i was never into it at that time um but now you know i'm very much especially with uh, Bayern, uh being uh from munich so um you know it's like um, it's like you don't like soccer uh, yeah of course i do uh, <laughs> so, cool. yeah, yeah of course yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah yeah so so uh what is it like when watching a soccer match between England and Germany? So,
0: <laughs> you know that's a that's a conflict of interest actually because you know on one hand I've got my heart in England, um, and um, you know I'm like, um, and if I, if Germany is playing, um, then it becomes really difficult because I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So it becomes a bit of a conflict of interest and I'm like, let you know, that's when I become diplomatic. My diplomatic side from my father's side comes up and I'm like, let the best team win. You know, let the best team win. Let's have that sportsman spirit, you know, the best team won. <laughs> how
2: much time you also spent with Roya?
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know the, the, the I mean, every, I, I always I'm, I'm a I'm a very positive person, you know. I mean, I always try to look at the bright side of everything and for me the glass is always half full. And uh, so you know, I think I think one of the Great things for me uh, personally have been that we've been able to spend a lot of quality time together. You know, I mean, I always I'm a, I'm a very family kind of a person, so I'm, I always like to have my family everywhere at, uh, with me. Um, uh, but you know, when you're when you're when you're in the middle of work and you're touring and all that even though the family might be with you but you know you're constantly you're going you're running from one place to another and there's things happening over here um, so uh, you know one has been able to spend a lot of peaceful holiday time together and not just that we are physically together but you know we're able to sort of just bond uh, more um, uh, and and I think that's that's been great you know especially with Medina and all that so I'm I'm, uh, you know I've been trying to sort of make the most of it
2: How has Medina changed your life?
0: Oh God, uh, you know, I, I swear, um, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. You know, um, you know, whenever I used to, while growing up, um, I used to always hear people say, oh, you know, uh, the father and daughter relationship, or hai, and all that. And I used to say, And I used to I used to always sort of think all right, you know, it must be good, but I mean, come on. How I mean how greater can it be? But frankly speaking, this is something which I only discovered when I had a daughter, you know. And I suddenly realized, I mean I thought that all my chambers in my heart. I had already opened them up, and I had given all the love that I had to give, and I, you know, I've, I know my heart everywhere. I know all the chambers. Suddenly, and I, there was this like a whole new ocean of emotions of a chamber that just opened up and 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 I didn't realize that I had so much more love in me and I this this very different kind of love which I had never experienced before i mean there was this protection and there was this there was this thing and this uh, possessiveness and this love and the bonding, I mean, uh, the, it's something that I cannot, and you can only understand it if you have a daughter. I mean, you've got a daughter, so you'd understand what I'm talking about. Um, I have that too. <laughs> uh-huh, so, you know, the point is that, you know, without, you know, a, a, a simple thing, like if you have a son, and if let's say, for example, God forbid he falls down. You know, as a father, you say, ka You know, get up. You know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. And with a daughter, it's like, wait a second, stop everything. She's fallen down. <laughs> like, do not talk to her. Do not. You know, I mean, it's like a completely different thing. I mean, uh, and I've made it very clear to uh, uh, Roya that this is, if you're going to expect me to discipline her, that's, that ain't going to happen, you know. So there are times when if, let's say, you know, I mean, as a child, if she's not listening to me, I'm like, Roya, she's not listening to me. <laughs> You know, because I just, you know, I mean, I'm, I become a teddy bear in front of her. I'm like all strong and then suddenly she comes in front of me. I'm like, like, is it day? I said, it's day. Is it night? I said, it's night. You know, so for me, it's like a completely different experience altogether. She's changed my I mean, she's making me do stuff that I, you know, uh, that I could never imagine that I would have done. I mean, you know, I'll be very honest with you. I was a smoker. Okay. And I'm not proud of it. A lot of people used to turn around to me and say you <laughs> upset it's a filthy habit there's no excuse for it it's just a bad habit so I used to smoke and 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 uh, you know the moment I uh, you know uh, the moment I found out that Roya was expecting um, I just quit you know um, and and, and I'm, I'm, I owe it to Medina. You know, and it's been, uh, you know, it's been, years uh, I haven't touched it, you know, and I'm very happy about it. I feel so much better. So, you know, I mean, there are things, and there was, for the longest period, the whole world was trying to tell me to listen, stop smoking. And I am uh, like, ah, you know, and, but the way she sort of, I'm like, do you want to go out? No, I don't want to go out. Baba, can we go up? Yeah, of course, sure. Where do you want to go? So, you know, the things that she makes me do that I would never do
2: otherwise.
0: I can, I can completely relate to it. Completely relate to it.
2: And that's normally the bone of contention between my wife and me. Not anymore. Now it's more to do with my dog, Meredith. She said, You don't want to discipline them. You only want to be the good daddy. You know, you just want yeah. to take all the credit for all the good work. But when it comes to disciplining, you don't want to do it. And uh, But I think...
0: But you know, the funny part is that now she's also begun to understand. So, you know, she'll come up to me in my ear and she'll say, I want to have some chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, like, and I'm like, okay, don't tell mommy. So I would quietly give it to her and then she'll go up and mommy.
2: Daddy gave it to me. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, and I'm like, no, don't do that. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. Now I can
0: understand. So,
2: how did you meet Roya?
0: You know, this is uh, very interesting how we met because um, uh, she used to, um, um, I mean, she was living in Munich. And she, uh, by qualification, she is um, uh, she's a telecommunications engineer. And uh, she used to work for a company called TechElect. And uh, TechElec was the company uh, that brought, um, uh, what do you call it, um, um, mobility. Uh, you, know, you know, the, 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 the process of you know, being able to change uh, carriers but maintain the same number, portability. Portability. So she was the one who was in charge of that project in India and Tekalek was the one who was, was uh, given the contract to do this and so she had visited uh, she was visiting mumbai for that particular project uh, on behalf of a company and we had you know we had some common friends um, uh, and um, so she happened to be a fan of mine and um, so this you know common friend of ours you know he sort of said that uh, you know uh, Adnan Sami is, is recording, I was recording, so uh, sh- would you like to meet him, you know, and she, she was there, her mother was there, her sister was there, and they said, uh, yeah, we'd love to meet him, because we are fans of his, so I got a call from him, and I, he said, can they come and just, you know, say hi to you, you know, uh, for about, you know, five, ten minutes, I said, yeah, yeah, sure, I'm, I'm recording, so, you know, you can come to the studio, and so also forth. <laughs> so, um, so I, you know, I, I had this sort of code thing with my staff, you know, that, listen, when I have my, I said that I'm going to have a coffee break in the in the middle of the recording. And they it was a kind of a standard kind of a thing that after 10 minutes, come and tell me that you have to go so like you know, I can then get out of this thing and sort of go. So, um, uh, so when they came to meet me, um, so I took that, you know, that, that coffee break and uh well in you know within about 15 odd minutes or whatever uh, I mean, we we hit it off absolutely uh, you know um, from the word go you know and uh we immediately you know, was, uh, her her background is even though she's german but you know she originally comes her family comes from afghanistan as well so when when we met and they started talking to me and they started telling me where they're from and suddenly there was this common ground you know And um, uh, we suddenly, you know, clicked, you know, and we were talking. And of course, my staff came as per instructions, sir, you know, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Another 10 minutes, you know, that 10 minute uh, uh, meeting uh, extended itself to about an hour and a half, you know, And, um, and that was not enough. So I, you know, I mean, I, we, we, In the protest, we, as a a family, you know, I mean, not just Roya, but her mother, her sister, all of us, we found so much common ground. I didn't say to them, I said, you know what, if you're, if you guys are still here, why don't you bring uh, us for for dinner tomorrow evening? And my mother is also here and so forth. So they came over uh, for dinner the next day. Um, and um, you know that's that's how we got to know each other. And within uh, within I think uh, a month and a half, I proposed to her, uh, and we were engaged. And within two months, we were married. You know, I mean, things like that. It was meant to be, I guess.
2: <laughs> Love at first sight sounds like a Bollywood movie to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, it was quite. It was it was a beautiful way of the way we met. And it was just incredible.
2: Uh, I'm going to go back, uh, switching I'm Going to go back. Because when did your love music start?
0: You know, um, <clears throat> even though my my father. Um, uh, had nothing to do with music as uh, you know, as a profession, and yet he, he came from a completely different background. My entire family uh, have always been huge lovers of the arts, you know, and patrons of the arts. And you know, I mean, if you, uh, I mean, in Afghanistan, for example, Herat is considered to be a very, very uh, culturally rich. Um, uh, Place, you know, and, and uh, um, there are a lot of artists who come out from their literature and so forth. So, you know, the the fondness for art, whether it is in the form of music or literature, and when I say literature, I'm not just talking about, uh, I mean, it could be uh, my father was equally fond of Ghalib on one hand, me, what and on the other hand, he loved Shakespeare, Oscar Wilde, and uh, uh, Robert Frost, you know so um, uh, you know he would be quoting uh, my my grandfather for example i'll tell you something very interesting my 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 father had three sisters and of the three sisters i mean uh, one was one's name was Taluk, the other one was her name was parveen but because he loved shakespeare he called one sister that one daughter he nicknamed her celia from the shakespeare play. And he named the other one Portia, from Merchant of Venice. So, you know, I mean, and he used to, you know, I mean, he used to sort of quote Shakespeare at the drop of a hat, you know. So, my father sort of uh, inherited that from them. So, in my house, um, you know, my father would listen to all kinds of music. I mean, right from whether it was jazz to modern modern music of that time uh, or any time for that matter or to Western classical music, or Indian classical music, uh, sort of ghazals, everything, you know. So, so there was always music in the house. And so as a child, I'm told that I could, you know, I, I mean, I, I knew how to work uh, a, a record player before I could properly walk, you know. Uh, so, um, uh, so, so music was very much an integral part of our house. You know, there was always music in the house and uh, the interesting thing was that when I, when, we were, when I was about four years old my father got posted to uh, lisbon in Portugal. and you see the uh, uh, an ambassador an ambassador's residence is always completely ready you know it's completely furnished all you need to do is walk in with your clothes and a few of your own personal items and you know your personalized house but otherwise it's a furnished house you just walk in and everything is already there Now, in this particular house, when we arrived in Lisbon, there was a music room and in that music room, there happened to be a piano and um, uh, nobody played it, you know, nobody played it. But my father, I mean, you know, uh, he was, because he was always fond of music, so, you know, what he would do was that, um, you know, whenever he came back from work, you know, he would sit, you know, in the evening with a drink or whatever and, and just sort of unwind with a uh, or trying to play something, you know. I mean, he, he wasn't—he wasn't a player in that. So, but he, he just loved the fact that there was a music instrument, you know. So he would try to play it. I was not allowed to touch it, and neither. My, I have a younger brother, uh, Junaid, who um, is about uh, three and a half years younger to me. Uh, he was too young at that time. But I was not allowed to touch it. This is not a thing that kids touch, you know. So, of course, when I was told that I'm not allowed to touch it, that is exactly what I was going to do, you know. <laughs> so. <laughs> So whenever, whenever everybody was out of the house and all that, I used to sneak in there and it was, for me initially, it was just a toy, you know? Um, it was just a big old thing, you know? It was just a toy, I was fascinated by it. So, I mean, I started uh, I started playing around with it like a toy, but, it, uh, but then slowly and gradually, I began to make a little bit of sense of, the, of how it works, you know? And um, <clears throat> so I started to pick out a few tunes. Um, The interesting thing was that one day, my father in the evening was trying out a tune. And um, and it was a popular tune of that time, you know, I mean, I don't remember exactly. It was some Portuguese old famous tune of that time. And he was making a mistake. And uh, now I knew where he was making a mistake because I had already sort of figured that tune out on, on the slide. So when he would make that mistake, I would turn around and say, Baba, and my father would look at me and he would like, and he would just ignore me and play. Now I'm a Leo. Ignoring me is not a good thing. <laughs> you know, Leos don't like to be ignored because we're basically inherently a bit of, you know, we're, we're, we're slight show-offs, you know. And we don't, our ego doesn't allow somebody to ignore us like that. So so I kept on telling him and insisting, no, Baba, you're making a mistake here. And he said, listen, Finally got sick of me and he said, all right, where's the mistake? You know, And then I played it. I had to show off that I played it. And he said, wow, that's correct. You're not allowed to touch this. You know? So I got caught in the process. But um, the, the upside of that was that my father realized that I had a flair for music. music. And um, I was then thereafter allowed to touch the piano, provided I washed my hands before that. And then after that, he started to encourage me, got me, got me uh, enrolled uh, with a teacher. Um, so I, I started learning how to play the piano. And I, uh, the first time I got discovered was by BBC uh, in, in uh, UK, because there was, a, there was a talent show in my school and uh, I participated in that. And one of the kids, um, one of the kids' parents, uh, the father was was um, the local representative of um, uh, bureau chief of BBC in this and when he saw me play I mean he really sort of apparently liked it very much and he was very impressed so he he met my father and he he turned around to him and said, uh, you know what your son has got some some exceptional talent and um, uh, you know you should you should cultivate this My father, that was the first time that my father started to take my talent really seriously. Because you know in those days there were not so many uh, you know channels. BBC was BBC you know. Um, it was it was really big and if somebody from the BBC turned around and and acknowledged that there was something serious there, it was something to be taken seriously and my father did that. And, um, and then um, you know he, he sort of notched it up and uh, and that's when BBC did a special program on me uh, um, and, and uh, broadcasted that. And uh, that's how I got discovered, you know.
2: What an interesting story <laughs> and inspiring as well. But having been brought up in London and, uh, you know, learning the piano, but it could have been influenced by Western music, right? Yeah. Where, where yeah. did your uh, uh, South Asian roots come from? I mean, how did yeah.
0: That's an interesting question because you know what happens is that when you live abroad, um, only two things can happen to you, in my opinion: either you completely cross over and become a, um, you know, a, a Western Westernized person, or, as we very crudely say, a typical Gora, <laughs> or you or, or you go into a kind of a, a, a soul-searching kind of a quest. Ke, you know who am I? What is my background? What's my roots? And you've been into that zone. I went through both. I actually there was, I mean, there was there was a time when I literally became, uh, you know, especially in my boarding school days, I completely, uh, you know, had crossed over and become very very westernized. I mean, uh, I had peroxided my hair as well, and I had got a spike, and, and, and you know, I went through the whole nine yards, as it were. My father, my father was pretty um, uh, panicked by it, you know, and um, so, you know, he now, I, I mean, uh, he, being a diplomat, he did, he handled it really, really well, um, rather than coming down on me hard, you know, he, he sort of slowly and gradually sort of brought me back. I mean, I remember, I remember once uh, i come for holidays, and I, I turned around and I, um, we, were, we, were, we were at the dining table and uh, I called the, the butler and I said to him, I said, can I have some more roti, please? And my father just looked at me in complete disgust. And he said, what did you say? I said, um, like some uh, roti. He said, roti, what's that? I said, you know, bread. He said, it's roti. Until you say roti and not roti, you're not going to get anything. I don't want to hear an accent when you speak Urdu. <laughs> so, so, I immediately started to get um, uh, lessons and that's when my father felt that he needed to, um, he then started to, you know, get me interested in, uh, you know, he turned around to me and said, listen, you listen to a lot of jazz, have you ever listened to Indian classical music? I said, ah, that stuff I'll listen to when I, you know, reach your age. I'm young right now. He said, listen, jazz. And Indian classical music is so similar. There's so much of improvisation. You love it. You've got to listen to it. So you know that's when he gave me um, records of Ustad Amjad Ali Khan. he gave me records of um, Baldev and Joshi. He gave me records of Bade Ghulam Ali and and so on and so forth. And he said, "Listen to this. You know, um, you you must um, uh, hear. the they improvise. It's great. You love it." So that's when, and, and then slowly and gradually, he started to explain to me uh, what. You know our local poetry was, and and so forth, and um, that's how I then also got into this whole. When, once I thought, once the music and the literature and the, and the culture started to get into me, then I got even more and more interested in, in the whole South Asian culture and the history, and so I then decided to do my history project on Gandhi ji. Uh, I mean, look what a day it is to, uh, to talk about that, huh? Um it birth anniversary. But I did my, I did my, uh, my thesis on Gandhi. And um, uh, I, I studied, because I was very keen to understand the whole, that whole period, you know, right from Khilafat movement to uh, the 1856 uh, episode, and, and then later on how the, uh, the independence took place and the partition. I needed to know all that, so I did that. And I learned a lot about the history and um, and then uh, after that, you know, I, that's how I got back into the roots. Then I, I, I got into a major dilemma because I had been literally fought with my father and I said, listen, now that you've me all hooked up with Indian classical music, I want to play it. Um, well, if you want to play it, then play it. I said, well, you know, I'm a pianist. I play the piano. He said, well, if you're a pianist, then play it on the piano. He said, I said nobody has played it on the piano. You should have encouraged me to play, let's say learn a sitar or a sarod or some instrument, which is Indian, so that I would be able to play this instrument. He said, if nobody's played it, then you play it. He said, well, what do you think? What do you think? How do you think that the tabla came from uh, uh, Hazretta Khusro split the, the, the pakhavaj and it became a, a tabla? It didn't happen overnight. The, how do you think the harmonium happened? It happened from the accordion. He gave me all kinds of examples and all that? And he said, you try to play it on the piano, that's your instrument. And 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 so I sort of, first I fought with him, I said, nah, it can't be done. Then I went back, as usual, I started to just think about what he was saying. And then I started to study the history of the piano. And then I discovered that the piano and the and the Kashmiri santur belong to the same musical family. You see, the, the mechanism is the same. If you think about it, what is the santur? Santur is two sticks. And, uh, and you have, and you strike a string to make a sound, and that's how the santur is played. And you have, let's say, three strings to uh, to, to to make one note. They're tuned to make one note. The same thing is there with the piano, except the piano is a little bit more mechanized. You press a key, and there's a hammer that goes and hits the key, uh, the string. You know, so the principle is the same. Uh, and the other very important thing is that you can play ten notes at the same time, whereas on the santur you can play only two notes, so I started studying the santur. Now I didn't have a piano uh, teacher who could teach me Indian classical music on the piano because nobody had done it. So what I did was that I started to study the technique of the santur and in the santur I then contacted Pandit Shirkumar Sharmaji and I uh, told him about myself and he heard me play and then he took me on as a student and so I learned Indian classical music properly in my vacations uh, when, uh, from Pandit Shiv Kumar Sharma And that's how Indian classical music came into my knowledge and, you know, the, the proper education of Indian classical music. And that's how, then, with that knowledge, I created a sound of my own. I got a hold of certain attributes of the piano and the santur, combined them together, and I created a sound which then I presented to the world. And, you know, that's how... I introduced the piano as an instrument for Indian classical music. That's how it happened.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's uh, so interesting. I mean, this is, you got so many anecdotes and so many <laughs> stories to tell. I mean, one hour is not enough. <laughs> would, uh, so, so, are there more and more people playing the piano now with Indian classical music?
0: Yes, yes, they are. And it's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to see um, that it is now, you see, and especially today, with you know, with the the whole concept of the the, the keyboard and and you know the electronic sounds that that the music uh, the, uh, the music industry is is dominated with. So people, there are a lot of a lot of musicians who are playing uh, Indian classical music on the piano and it's a delight and and it's 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 very heartening to see that you know and um uh it's it's um it's it's something that i'm very proud of i'm very happy to see that
2: i mean you are so versatile when it comes to music and uh you also played not only in hindi you played in uh, some south indian languages as well right
0: Yes, yes. I mean, I've, I've 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 sung a lot of songs in different languages. I've sung in uh, Marathi. I've sung in um, Tamil, Telugu, Kannada, Malayalam, uh, Bengali, um, uh, Assamese, uh, Punjabi, and. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's very difficult, I mean, because, you know, um, for me, what is very important is that, you know, I, I need to, ins- you see, these are not languages that I speak um, uh, fluently, in fact, I don't speak them at all, I mean, um, but for me, what is very important is to ensure that the pronunciation uh, of the words uh, is accurate, and, of course, I need to sit with the, uh, with the writer and understand what each sentence means so that when I sing, I'm able to emote um, as per the, uh, the, the words, you know. And, uh, and I tell them, I say, listen, make me sing it a hundred times if you want me, but just make sure that the pronunciation is correct. Because I know that if I hear a song in Hindi slash Urdu, and if I hear an accent, it really bothers me. And I feel, um, I, you know, I, I feel, you know, insulted that you know, the person didn't make an effort to get it right, you know. So yeah. uh, I would not want that to happen on the other side, you know. So uh, a song that would take me, let's say, uh, just for argument's sake, let's say about 20, 30 minutes to sing in Hindi or record in Hindi could easily take me two hours, uh, easily, sometimes three hours, you know, um, uh, depending on how difficult it is um, uh, in a different language. Because primarily because of you know getting the the flow of the language uh, uh, and the pronunciation is correct you know. But sometimes it's also funny because sometimes a song. Uh, I mean I'm very proud you know that for example some of my songs have been even nominated for their uh, awards in the in, in the South, um, Which is a great for me. It's a great achievement just being nominated because you know it's not a language which I. Um, which I speak, you know, uh, but sometimes it's really funny because, uh, you know, if I go to Chennai or if I go to uh, Bangalore and they suddenly turn around, oh, you know that song, girls, oh, Madhu' or um, Infatuation or whatever, um, can you please bring that in the concert online? Dude, <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be here till morning, <laughs> because you have no idea how I, uh, I deal that. <laughs>
2: But, you, but you, you wouldn't remember the songs now, right? I mean, you would have sung it at that moment and...
0: You see, the thing is that, I mean, I, of course, you know, I mean, when it comes to tunes, when it comes to tunes, I remember all the tunes, you know. Um, um, but, uh, you know, when it comes to lyrics, I'm a little, um, um, you know, lyrics. Sometimes I forget Hindi lyrics too, you know. So <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not as if it's only to do with uh, another language. I mean, I mean, I've had situations where a song like a song like, for example, Bigi "Digi Digi Rato which is a song which I should be able to sing in my sleep, you know, so many times, you know, for, for for years. I mean, I I was I remember once I was I was performing at Wendy Stadium, and and suddenly, just before I went on, I suddenly had a blackout and I forgot what the one of the one of the verses, one of the antras was. So what I did was. I wrote it on my uh, on the palm of my hand, you know, just so that I just needed that those couple of words to start it, you know, and then I'd remember. So uh, here I was, I finished the song, and then suddenly the, the, the point comes, and I'm like, <laughs> And that's how I would remember. So sometimes I do forget lyrics, you know. Um, uh, but, you know, I mean, uh, nobody's perfect, you know how they say. <laughs>
2: So Adnan, tell me which is the song that you remember in your sleep?
0: Oh, there's um, <laughs> so many. Um, because
2: I'm gonna get killed on this show if I don't ask you to sing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, uh, what would you like to hear?
1: Anything. Uh,
0: <clears throat> okay. Um okay you just need to um just remember that i've got a bit of a cold and i'm not saying that for effect okay (laughs) is that a sound okay
1: yes Is a miracle. A miracle. The magic Brilliant.
2: You know, I feel so miserable asking you to sing, you know, <laughs> knowing that you have a bad throat, but then, That's you
1: know, true. I couldn't
2: stand on right. on my show and not getting a little bit of jealous. Uh, I didn't know you are sitting at the piano. Maybe I would ask you not.
1: <laughs> at least,
0: this <laughs> a little secret of mine. It's a little secret <laughs> of <out>, mine,
1: you know. It's only Just play the piano. Yes.
2: So tell me about barrister law. I mean, what do you? How did, what when you were, Obviously, you were planning to pursue a career. Were you sure that you did wanted to do music and how did you then go and complete your law?
0: You see, I'll tell you something. Um, while my father and my mother were um, extremely uh, sort of uh, generous and encouraging um, about my talent and my music, my father had a very genuine concern and he said, look, I mean, uh, I'm unable, the, the, the problem is that I'm unable to guide you, uh, about, I mean, I can talk to you about music, I can talk to you about, you know, the music business or the entertainment business is a completely different world and, and there's no knowledge that I have. Where I can guide you or help you, and there's nobody in our family that uh, that has ever done it. And I don't have any friends. I mean, I know people from the entertainment world, but I don't know anybody who is, you know, um, who can guide you. You know, and so whatever I've heard about the entertainment business uh, is that, uh, that, that you know, it's a very, um, it's it, it's a very um, uh, unpredictable kind of uh, business, and, and I. I I will help you in in every way I can, but I just need, as a parent, I just need you to just have a backup plan, you know. And so, um, what would you like to do as a backup plan? You have to, just for my sake, I I will do my part in encouraging and doing everything that I can, but you must get yourself a solid education. And um, so that you have something to, ba- uh, you know, uh, to to back up on. And um, at that time, I, I was a little sort of. Um you know, I mean, I was, I was a little sort of, um, you know, sceptic about it. I was a bit uh, rebellious about it. I said, why do I need to, you know, why do I need to study biology? If I, uh, what has biology got anything to do with Mia uh, Kittori or Darvari? Uh, you know, I mean, what? You know, I mean, uh, so uh, I was a little sort of, um, you know, um, resistant towards it. But, you know, he insisted. And so i then been said to myself i said you know what is the closest thing is I, one thing i was clear about and that was that i loved performing i loved uh, you know all that so when i used to see movies i used to see these real dramatic scenes of these lawyers talking in there and making those huge speeches and all that you know i said well you know that's pretty theatrical isn't it you know um so i said that. Okay, law is an area which um, which could be of interest to me, and so uh, that's where uh, you know I started to study law, and in, in my in minor subject was political science. Um, and and so uh, then I did my L.B. Um, from the University of London, and then I went on to King's um, College, um, and then I went on to Lincoln's Inn and did my bar at law. You know, I became a barrister. So once. I finished that, you know. I, you know, I mean, I, I even did my apprenticeship, and you know, I realized I said, there's no way that I can, I can balance the two things, you know. I mean, because the legal profession is extremely demanding. I mean, you know, you you spend the morning till, till five or six o'clock uh, in the courts, and then you the rest until about ten in the night. Easily, you're in the chambers, you know, and you're you're working, you're preparing. So I said, you know, where am I going to get time to do music? So So I finished my apprenticeship and I said, I went back to my father and I said, look, I've done my part of the deal now. So can I now get back to what I want to do, which is my passion? And he said, yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. But throughout this period, I mean, mind you, throughout the period, he left no stone unturned in helping me. Uh, cultivate my, my, my passion, my music and I'm really grateful and today when I look back, I'm really grateful that he insisted on the education because the education has helped, has molded me and helped me as a person as a human being to get a larger perspective in life, even in my, my music, I mean I'm more confident uh, about so many things, you know, I mean because being in the entertainment business is not just about talent, you know, it's about a host of other things um there are a host of other things that you have to handle, you know, as you would uh, surely yeah. understand. I mean, for one thing, um um it's certainly easier and cheaper for me on legal fees because I did pretty much have <laughs> my own
2: contracts. <laughs> I was just gonna say that, that you know I'm sure you read your own contracts and you and I you
0: I do I mean I get I, I have lawyers to to, to, to do them. But the point is that, you know, uh, 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 I'm a dream client for my, 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 my lawyers or, or maybe their worst nightmare because, because something that would take them two hours to explain to a layman would take them 20 minutes to explain to me because I understand the lingo. Uh, so it might be a nightmare for them because, you know, they, if they're charging, I mean, when some of them are charging me by the hour, it's not that much of time, is it? <laughs> But uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean it's it's certainly. I mean you know you understand what your rights are, you understand uh, where you stand legally, and so it is. um, It it has been a huge um, asset uh, to me, and I'm really grateful to my 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 parents for insisting on it. So that's how that's how law came in, you know.
2: So so you uh, Roya is an engineer. You are a barrister at law, and you're a musician. So I can imagine what Medina. She's got both your looks. So I can imagine (laughs) what. Turn out to be. Oh, uh, my oh, but... sent me a message, Atiya sent me a message saying, please, uh, you don't have to sing the full song, but really? she loved Bardo Jolie and she said, please
0: ask him to sing it. <laughs> okay, all right, um, sure. Uh...
1: भर मेरी या लौट कर खाली मेरी या लौट कर खाली Thank you so much.
2: Brilliant. Most of so <laughs> We have very, we got very limited time, so before you go, uh, I'm gonna. I just want to know, since you've traveled all over the world, which is your most favorite place?
0: Honestly, Mumbai. Okay. I adore Mumbai. You know, um, there's a certain buzz about Mumbai, which uh, which is uh, which is unmatchable. I mean, it's it's, it's unbelievable. Um, the moment I land, the moment I land back in Mumbai, and you know, we're we're coming out of the airport, and uh, there's there's a certain electricity of the city, which which just in, you know. It just takes me over. I mean, I, I love, I just love Mumbai and the attitude of everybody. I mean, it's just it's just wonderful. So I mean, and the the, the it's such a it's such a hub for uh, so many different cultures of people coming together. You have the best of all different types of um, parts of India uh, there. So it's it's such a multicultural um, city, and there's such a buzz around it. You can go out at two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, and you're still find Plenty of light out there. You know, uh, I I just love that. I'm, you know so for me uh, Mumbai, is, Mumbai
1: yes.
0: I love <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, it, it's it's unmatchable. I mean I I miss I miss the whole um, uh, you know, after a while I miss it very much.
2: Uh we have very limited time. Uh, so thank you so much Adnan. I could go on talking to you on so many things. Maybe we'll do part two some point, uh, to yeah. get to know more about you. Uh Spirit lift
0: करा
1: <laughs> Sure, Sure. <laughs> sure. 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 मैं हूँ तेरा मान Sure. 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 भी Sure. 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 Sure.
2: Yeah, I think this was much needed for all those people who are watching, especially in this quarantine period. Adnan, <laughs> you are fabulous. Thank you so much for doing this. No, I really
0: pleasure. absolutely
2: and And love you, my friend. Thank you so much. Love
0: you more. And lots of love to you and your family. And especially your daughter. And, uh, you know, uh, be safe and, you know, uh, uh, just look after yourself. I love you very much. Yes, <laughs> you very special.
2: Thank you so much.
0: Take care. All the best. Okay. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this SochCast. What is your Soch? Send us your comments on our Facebook page and Instagram page. It's time for you to do your own SochCast at Sochcast. अपनी
1: सोच दुनिया को सुनाओ सोच का